<clears throat> well, so just to give you an insight, <clears throat> came a, came across something really interesting. So I think the last podcast I mentioned Campbell's Law, which was something that I came across that had me wondering, because in economics there's this Goodert's Law, very similar, almost identical. And so I, I just thought, like, why are there two separate theories? Obviously one's from economics and another's from social theory. Long story short, it really does boil down to... Um, God, hold on here. I got them all so mixed up, I'll never get it right. All right, so... In simple terms, when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. So Campbell's Law spoke to social, uh, and it's being used now in education. So the idea is, if you start to teach the test, then the test becomes worthless, right? So you had this uh, test that you designed that would give you an idea where students landed, um, reading, writing, comprehension. But if you start to teach the test, then you're not gauging the student's ability to learn and understand. You're just <laughs> testing their uh, ability to retain the answers to a predefined test. And so for me, I went and looked, and I'm like, Jesus, this is the exact same thing, right? Uh, Campbell's Law and uh, Goodhart's Law. And I didn't find much. I found a couple articles written about it, and then I found, it looks like a PhD student. I'm going to have to look him up later. This is two years old, this video. I don't know if he's moved, he's moved on. But I love what he said. He, he called it Causal Campbell-Goodart's Law and Reinforcing Learning, Reinforcement Learning. Uh, this uh, is interesting because, as I said, I think it relates to education, Right? Everything really does philosophy. Um, I think it's important because uh, both of these uh, speak to, I mean, the example I might give would be, say, um, the environmental movement. Uh, just recently I've heard them mention their target of 1.5% of uh, climate change, but that used to be the measure. So if you apply Goodhart's law, that means that the measure is no longer... A valuable measure. But just to, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read my uh, response uh, to this uh, video. I hope I didn't misunderstand what he was getting at at all. But so here's what I wrote. I do believe we were on to something. Not from alternative, only, sorry, I do believe we were on to something, only from alternative paths. Education uses Campbell's Law, Social Sciences, I seek to apply to philosophy, and that's Goodhart's Law as well, obviously, to find the universal in these truths. I think of C.S. Pierce, Charles Sanders Pierce, and his first rule of logic being doubt, or Daniel Kahneman and his book, his books on economics and the advances they uh, resulted in psychology. That we are irrational beings, yes, but also the greatest forecasters are those among us with whom doubt, whom, oh, okay, I'm sorry here, but that we are rational beings, yes, but also the greatest forecasters are those among us whom doubt their own assumptions most.
Yeah, see, I have a weird way of uh, writing, really, uh, really quite weird. Listening to Temple Grandin's latest book today, she mentions we are evaluators. But I don't believe she saw the cognate to Nietzsche's man is the evaluator. Schatzen. Trust, but doubt. Jung's synchronicity. With his warning, of course, about how easy it can be to sink into, and I love this, uh, want rather than wonder. Right? So be careful. Synchronicity is important. We apply uh, meaning arbitrarily, right? We are the evaluators, the, the Schatzen. But you have to be careful that you don't um, degrade from wonder, looking for an answer to, to just, uh, just uh, your echo chamber. You're just trying to prove your own assumptions, right? Sometimes we must leave reason behind to explore the sense and nonsense. Possibility is potential beyond our perception. Jung considered it induction from the intuition. But what defines our attachment? We must be curious rather than judgmental, and that is stolen from a modern comedy, just as fake it till you make it is from a self-help author trained in philosophy. We are winning or learning. I didn't write it, but that's also stolen from modern media. Uh, we're winning or learning, and trauma being the result of a missed lesson. So as far as artificial intelligence, the next um, paragraph I said, I hope I explain the synergy I see. I always suggest those seeking for understanding of our consciousness to look into Nagarjuna and Vasubandhu. Yogacar or Chittamatra, uh, that just means mind matrix, is a millennia-old tradition that has sought to understand the nature uh, of the self, the phenomenology of the same, right? The phenomenology of self is what they now call it. The answer is, again, Yogacara. They define the self as a construct. They called it Upakara, that which is close at hand, useful. But it's not real. We attach to our chitta, this is our consciousness in Sanskrit, manas being the mind, so separate from the physical mind. We're talking about that construct, that that um, that emergent uh, uh, experience that we label as consciousness. From moment to moment, we attach to this chitta, we attach to this identity, this self. We are our experience, but does not need define us. In Sanskrit, it's the alaya vijnana, the storehouse of the self, if you so wanted to pull that string. The goal is a perfected nature, amala vijnana, amala being perfect, vijnana being this consciousness, this being, this existence. Only honorable to be better than our previous self, and therefore that will be a mystery until we succeed in embodying that. Right? Remember, as, as Hemingway said, it's only honorable to be better than your previous self, but the sense of wonder is mandatory because if you knew what that better self was, you'd already embody it, arguably. And I go on, I apologize for my particular style. I was convinced as a t child, and I, and I go on and talk about this um, right, atypical 
thinking style that we all have. He said, in the last few years, I was forced to learn to me read uh, medical studies. Uh, so I, I would just mentioned how I found that so many of us need to learn. This really could apply. So what I said here, was, I said, in the last few years, I was forced to learn to read medical studies to heal an auto-inflammatory condition. As a result, I realized I was able to learn to read and most importantly, integrate knowledge into wisdom. And I built, well, and I said, as well as to build upon the previous version of being. And what I mean by that is, instead of being a reactionary or an unconscious being, as Jung warned, the root of all evil being, uh, the fact that most of us walk around completely unconscious, right? Uh, even recent studies about whether free will exists, uh, they actually, uh, uh, they open explaining that uh, most people are completely unconscious. So whether there was uh, free will or not, we couldn't know because nobody um, bothers to, uh, to make use of it. So I said, uh, nothing weird, just... I believe we just, we are the most plastic being in nature, right? Plastic is being most adjustable. They now see our computer mind as our differentiation from an animal. I argue it is our potential, our placebo, our ability to achieve more than we ever give ourselves credit. The original Ubermensch, similar to a moonshot goal that goes all the way back to one of our oldest books, this great accomplishment in the Chinese Book of Change is a hand attempting to grasp the moon. Right? And then in his final conclusion, he says that, it, you know, in all things, he says compromise, uh, hidden variables will always exist except in games like Go and chess. And I found that funny. So this is what I wrote. I said hidden variables in everything. In your conclusion, I have personal insight and an anecdote. And I suggest you look at Indian philosophy again. I've talked about this often. The the Katiskoti, the Chetaskoti, uh, which was considered separate, but we uh, now understand otherwise as uh, Pyro's tetralemma, most certainly influenced by the Indian philosophy. I said, no matter our assumption, we must remain skeptical. This is the Chetaskoti, the tetralemma. No matter our assumption, right? We must remain skeptical that the answer may be A or B. It may be A and B or none of the above. Right? We may not understand the question or uh, we may be unable to perceive the answer. The example I give is wave function. For me as a young lad, uh, Temple Grandin speaking on certain maths being hard for a visual uh, learner. And I agree, it was tough, some of them. But it did show me how even within a seemingly captured environment, right, like chess, it is always variable with us involved. And the example I give is I was in a chess club when I was a young lad in grade school. I was in it because I liked Dungeons and Dragons, and my dungeon master was a chess wizard, so a lot of us played chess as a result, right, because it was cool. We had spent a well, you know what I mean. So I said I was a bit of a pale horse, though, because I never knew the conventions, nor the rules or the moves. Right? That meant I didn't react or act to any defined understanding. I played my own version of chess, not breaking the rules, but since my opponents assumed they had the entire game defined or understood, uh, categorized, they never assumed 
that there may be other ways to play within the rules, but outside the culture and expectations. I mean, it's it's their mistake. It's it's right within Sun Tzu's The Art of War, right? To to, to uh, confuse your enemy is uh, is is the first battle won, right? So arguably, the fact that chess never takes into account that there may be people, and arguably this could be a a strategy, a purpose. A purposeful strategy. Purposeful. Yeah. You make a, a conscious choice to not study any of the rules or the conventions. Therefore, uh, you can never be predicted. Plus, I think this is what's most important. You wouldn't um, react, like poker, if you think about it, right? You wouldn't react to, say, if uh, you had a partner... in chess and he was able to read you but yeah I thought I'd find that interesting uh, all I did is uh, I looked up uh, why we have these two rules these two laws Campbell's and, and Goodhart's in two different uh, what do you call them well I find it funny because, as I said, this, I run into this a lot. Or I'll Google Google search something, or I'll just search something, and there'll be very little, if any, results for it. Um, and this is an example, right? I looked up uh, uh, Campbell Goddard's law, and uh, I mean, I had three results. Um, one was a paper. The other was a result, uh, uh, or a, it was a, an article about that paper. Um, and then, as I said, there's this one gentleman who did a video on on uh, applying these two laws um, to understanding. And I've talked about this from the very beginning. I, I do believe that we will be unable to develop uh, a true artificial intelligence because of our uh, limitations and the limitations to how it works. But I do believe that we'll likely invent or develop the computer that will, as a result, uh, lead to the development of possibly something that uh, could be considered, um, I don't know if you'd call it sentient, but at least, uh, I don't know, a thinking being. And, and so that's, that's the real takeaway here. Arguably, did they predict uh, this happening in education alone? If you begin to teach to the test, have you failed? I mean, again, uh, I kind of subverted expectations because um, I got tested in grade 9 as well, but I didn't actually uh, do the test honestly. So if they did use the metrics they gained from testing me to, to uh, figure things out, well, they failed, right? Because, uh, again... According to Goodhart and uh, Campbell, um, as soon as you uh, make the measure the target, uh, it ceases to be a measure at all. And I think we see this over and over again, and I think it just speaks to why we see so many students who lack the ability to think. They have the ability to repeat, uh, they have the ability to type, <laughs> but do they have the ability to think? That's the question.